is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backups. Fantasy expert Jeff Mellon. I mean, they know what they're playing. They know. They should tell us. Have it for you. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good morning and happy Sunday to you. It is week two of the NFL season. And we are one sixteenth of the way through your fantasy football season. Hopefully, I say, because... uh, I hope you're not one of those lunatics who plays fantasy football into week 17. There's only one way to properly play fantasy football, and that's uh, to do it through 16 weeks, and then you just kick back, and if you want to, you can go ahead and play some daily fantasy in week 17. That's my approach. Week 17 fantasy football is insane if you're doing season long. But I digress. Again, 1 16th of the way through the fantasy football season, and it was a glorious first week of the season. I am Jeff Meller. Fantasy Football Frenzy begins every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on ESPN 1000. And again, we're here to help you set your fantasy football lineup, help you make the decisions you need to win your matchup this week and hopefully trounce your opponents well into the playoffs. And so make sure you make this a habit every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Jeff Meller with your fantasy football info that you need. And of course, hopefully a hot cup of coffee. Just like I have one here. All right, so if you have a question, 312-332-3776, I will do my best to answer all of your dilemmas that you have. But before we do that, we hop into all the latest injury news that may be affecting your fantasy football lineup. Snap to Rodgers under a blitz. Rodgers tight pocket, steps up, throws a left, got Devontae inside the 10, head fake, cuts left to the 5, reaches pylon, and touchdown! All right, I hope Bears fans appreciate the fact that I chose not to play the game winner to Randall Cobb and went with the second touchdown of the game from Rodgers. That one to Devontae Adams, of course, courtesy of WTMJ, Wayne Larrabee on the call. So Aaron Rodgers, the bulky knee that we all had to bear through last weekend. Well, it looks like Aaron Rodgers will be a go this Sunday, this afternoon at noon against the Vikings. And that one is at Lambeau Field, so that is good. But Devontae Adams also going to be a go with the shoulder injury that had him questionable questionable earlier in the week on the injury report. Well, I will say this. I generally have the philosophy that I want to start my studs whenever possible. Aaron Rodgers, well, he has stud status in regular NFL and in fantasy football. But... Every rule is made to be broken, and I will say this. This is a situation where I'm not just going to automatically bench him, but I will say against the tough Vikings defense with what we expect to be some limited mobility, I would say temper your expectations for Aaron Rodgers' numbers. Now, if you're not carrying a second quarterback and you don't want to use the available roster space, I completely understand that. But I will say... He's not an automatic lock for me in my lineup. And there are several quarterbacks who there's a slight chance you might have on your roster along with Aaron Rodgers that I could see starting over him today. 
namely a player like Phillip Rivers. Maybe you grabbed him as a late-round backup against the Buffalo Bills. I would start Phillip Rivers today over Aaron Rodgers. Uh, who else might you have? Maybe you have in the same game, maybe you have Kirk Cousins against Green Bay. I would start Kirk Cousins today over Aaron Rodgers. So, as you can see, it's not it's not an absolute lock if you're an Aaron Rodgers owner that I would go ahead and start him today. So, we'll leave it on a case-by-case basis, but if you want to call and give me your alternative, I can talk you through it. I can also answer your questions on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. All right, we roll on. Fantasy Football Frenzy on ESPN 1000. Back is Ben with plenty of time. Now they close on him, and this pass is caught, and that's a touchdown for Juju Smith-Schuster. His third of his rookie season, and it covers 31 yards. Ben to Juju. All right, so Ben Roethlisberger with just an awful game last weekend. Five turnovers, but, you know, he still threw a touchdown and was kind of able to salvage his fantasy game, it wasn't a huge number, but he was able to give you a decent outing. And he's been on the injury report all week with a bruised right elbow. Well, the good news is that uh, he is expected to play. He was a full participant in practice on Friday. So Ben Roethlisberger, if you were a little jittery about it, well, good news. And of course, I'm sure most of you are aware of the crazy home road splits that have followed Ben Roethlisberger probably over the last three to four seasons as a starting quarterback. I don't like to put a whole lot of stock into the idea that there are home road splits when a player is outdoors. might be a little different if you're talking about an indoor versus outdoor environment. A quarterback who, like Drew Brees or Peyton Manning back in the day when he would, you know, play at the RCA Dome, you had the indoor factor that actually made sense as to why you could see a spike in numbers at home versus on the road. But Ben Roethlisberger... There's not a whole lot of rhyme or reason to it, so I don't go out of my way to bench him on the road. But I will say, at some point, you have to have to just look at it and go, well, maybe maybe it's it's worth following through on this home road split. I do think if you follow that all the time, you you may be in jeopardy of missing a huge game from Roethlisberger, a four or five touchdown game. He's one of the few quarterbacks who has that capability with the offensive weapons he's surrounded by. So I don't follow that home road split to a T with Ben Roethlisberger, but I will say it just makes me raise an eyebrow. And good news, he is playing at home today at Heinz Field against the Kansas City Chiefs, who in their own right will probably be able to put up some pretty big offensive numbers, which makes you believe this is probably a shootout waiting to happen. So go ahead and freely start Ben Roethlisberger if he has been the quarterback that you've dubbed your fantasy starter for the season. All right, rolling on. Ryan tosses Freeman trying to find the spot. Touchdown Atlanta. He waited ever so slightly and then just punched it upfield. Took a big shot from Ansa as he broke the goal line for Devontae Freeman's fourth rushing score of the year. All right, so the, I gave you the two quarterbacks there, but Devontae Freeman might be a bigger impact in fantasy football because he obviously was, in all likelihood, your second-round pick. Maybe even, you know, if you're picking late, he was your first-round pick. You wanted to trust him. He's out. Knee injury. The sprain of the MCL and PCL that he suffered last season is an issue. Now, to paraphrase ESPN's injury expert, Stefania Bell, what you're hoping for, you don't, he had an injury last year that was the PCL injury, not something that you go ahead and clean up with surgery. What you do is you hope that the scar, you give it time off, 
you hope enough scar tissue will form, allowing the player to go ahead and feel comfortable playing through it. Unfortunately, there always is a little bit higher risk of re-injury. And in this case, seems like what we might be dealing with with Devontae Freeman. Now, Adam Schefter has already reported that Freeman is expected to miss two to three weeks. So as a Freeman owner, not much you can do but stand pat. But if you're a Tevin Coleman owner, of course, you've got probably a wry little grin on your face because you know Tevin Coleman, the few opportunities that he's had to play without Devontae Freeman have been very nice for fantasy owners. He has been a running back one when he's given the opportunity. He should see 20-plus touches without Devontae Freeman in the lineup. So, Tevin Coleman, for me, this week, he is 14th overall in standard scoring, 13th in PPR, my own personal ranks. So, Tevin Coleman, probably somebody in all likelihood you're going to need to get in to your lineup this week with Devontae Freeman out. Again, Devontae Freeman out two to three weeks per Adam Schefter. The give to Fournette, running right up the middle of the field toward the goal line. Touchdown! A three-yard touchdown run by Leonard Fournette has extended the lead at Heinz Field. And his third rushing touchdown in the ball game. All right, so all signs point to Leonard Fournette not playing today. Has not officially been ruled out, but of course, we expect to see him on the inactives. And that's a tough blow for fantasy owners because he was a first-round pick as well. Well... TJ Yeldon is the plug and play. Hopefully you were able to acquire him on waivers. If for some reason you're playing in a shallow league and you need somebody who can see the touches, TJ Yeldon, if he's available, is the player who you want today. But the Patriots defense was pretty solid last week, so you do have to concern concern yourself. Hopefully week two into the season, you if you're not playing in a 12-teamer or, or you know deeper, you should have some viable options to turn to aside from TJ Yeldon. TJ Yeldon, not someone I'm rushing to get into my lineup. Maybe more of a desperation play if you have nobody else as a Leonard Fournette owner. But again, hopefully this early in the season, week two injuries haven't crippled everyone's roster just yet. Hopefully you can turn to one of your alternative backs and use them as opposed to TJ Yeldon because I don't love the matchup and... It's just not somebody I'm excited to get into my lineup unless I have to turn to him. Again, the workload should be there. You do have to worry about Grant also stealing some potential goal line carries for Jacksonville. But uh, TJ Yeldon is probably the guy you want if you're looking for a option that is lightly owned. Read option. Mariota left end to the five. He's going to walk into that end zone. All right, so Marcus Mariota also dealing with an elbow injury, and things are less optimistic for him as opposed to Ben Roethlisberger. Mariota, of course, with the right elbow contusion, and he was lifted from last week's seven-hour affair in Miami due to the lightning delays. So Marcus Mariota was not able to finish that game. In his stead, you got Blaine Gabbard, and that we know from his history in the NFL is not really great. So what do you do? Well, Marcus Mariota, do do not start him this week. The question is, 
What do you do with the other pass catching options? Really, there were only two that should have been in most lineups in fantasy. That's Corey Davis, who's been dealing with a hamstring injury of his own. Well, Corey Davis, the good news is he's off the injury report. So I would say if you are in a deeper league, I feel okay starting Corey Davis as a wide receiver three, maybe as a flex option. But if you have some other decent alternatives, I might go ahead and bench him. Like, it's not a disaster if you have to start Corey Davis, but again... Without Mariota, with, uh, well, again, likely without Mariota because he's a game time decision and looking at a possibility of Blaine Gabbert, I would say if you don't have to start, if you don't have to start Corey Davis, you, you know, go ahead and look at other options. But if uh, you feel like your other options are kind of leave you wanting, then it's not a terrible choice because I still believe in Corey Davis's talent. But Blaine Gabbert makes me a bit iffy. So, again, Marcus Mariota is a game-time decision. Check the inactives as we get closer to game time. Delaney Walker, of course, with the ankle injury done for the year, placed on injured reserve. That means that uh, a name to keep in mind may be worth stashing on your roster. If you have deep rosters, Janu Smith, an athletic tight end who... I, look, he's, he's a, he's a pass-catching threat and somebody who, in deeper leagues, might be a decent tight end fill-in for you and actually could be if if when Mariota comes back might be a decent tight end who you can start and a sly little sleeper going forward could be a decent play in PPR format so again Janu Smith worth keeping your eye on if uh, you lost Delaney Walker or maybe maybe you lost Greg Olson a couple of players there who you can you know theoretically look to replace Janu Smith with Second down and goal from the six. Slot right. Russell takes the shotgun snap again. Another throw near side. Back shoulder moment. He's got it. He is in. Touchdown, Seahawks. Oh, Doug Baldwin. I, uh, I, unfortunately, last week, go ahead and I gave him a soft endorsement saying I was hoping that the talent would win out and the knee injury would not be, uh, a crit, would not, would not just devastate his season. And unfortunately, it looks one one week into the season, it looks like if you're a Doug Baldwin owner, you're not going to feel very good about his season this year because he's going to be out Monday. For Bears fans, that's good news. But obviously, if you're a Doug Baldwin owner, you don't feel good about that because he was probably your second or third wide receiver. The good news is there was a discount in terms of where you were able to draft him this year. But look, we, we're not it's it, it's going to be a multi-week injury. It was the opposite knee, but we all know or at least I'm sure most folks are aware, generally, when you have an injury to one knee, a lot of times what you'll see is when you're favoring it, you can go ahead and hurt the opposing knee. So even though it's not directly related to the knee, it very well could be in terms of the way the body works in unison. So nevertheless, I digress. What does this mean for fantasy purposes? Well, this means that Tyler Lockett should see an increased role in tar- and in uh in pass catching routes, he should see more targets. He's the big play threat for the Seattle Seahawks. That could be a fill in for Doug Baldwin. You've also got, hey, Brandon Marshall. We know him here in Chicago. Brandon Marshall actually caught a touchdown last week. And look, Brandon Marshall's not going to be able to make big plays down the field when it comes to beating a defense, but on the contested balls, 
he does excel. And Russell Wilson, that's one thing he's not afraid to do is throw up some contested balls and allow his receivers to go make a play. And that's the one thing because of his uh, size and heights that Brandon Marshall still seems to excel at. He can go up and get the ball. So Brandon Marshall as a red zone threat in deeper leagues should see a pretty nice increase in work for the next few weeks, at least while Doug Baldwin is out. So Brandon Marshall worth a stash on your roster and maybe even worth a start if uh, you're looking for options at wide receiver because maybe you had this guy. Crowell, the running back. Kaiser to throw. Looking. Gordon up in the air. What a catch! (laughs) Touchdown! He is back at First Energy Stadium. Josh Gordon with a leaping grab. Pulls it in. Tumbles into the end zone. And the Browns are a kick away from tying it up. Yes, so if you're unaware, Josh Gordon is expected to either A, be released on Monday by the Browns, or B, be traded as some teams have shown interest in Josh Gordon. Now, what exactly can they get in return? I would not expect much. Probably a sixth or seventh round draft pick at best, you would think. Nobody's going to give up any real draft capital for a receiver who's been dealing with so many substance abuse issues. But what do you do as a fantasy owner? Look, I would say stand pats right now if you can. Keep him on your roster because at this stage of the season, there's no real reason to go ahead and drop him. So if you can stand Pat, keep him on your roster. Kind of see how what shakes out, where he ends up, if anywhere. I will say if he is released on Monday and you do not see him signed by any team within the next couple of days, I would say don't really hold tight too long because at this stage, I don't know what you're expecting from Josh Gordon. He is very unreliable. He's dealing with his own personal demons and... Even though he caught a touchdown last week, it is maddening for a team to have to depend on a player who is so unreliable. So as a fantasy football owner, I think the move here is stand pat for today if you can. If you really need the roster spot, I'm not going to grill you and say you need to hold on to him. If you can, though, I would say just keep him on the roster and just kind of see how things shake out for one week. See where he ends up because in the right situation... We know the talent is there to be a dynamic wide receiver, and so you wouldn't want to just cut the the talent outright, but I would feel very skeptical at best about his future in the NFL because things are not going well for Josh Gordon these days. All right, Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. Again, every Sunday morning, Saturday at 8 a.m. There's all the latest injury and news that you need to be aware of. Now I answer your questions and help you set your fantasy football lineup because 312-332-3776, that's how you get in. That's how Tom got in. Tom in Bridgeport has a wide receiver dilemma. What up, Tom? How you doing, Tom? Good morning. Um, my receiver already got set for Antonio Brown, Hill, and Hilton. But my two bench guys are Ricky Anderson and James Crowder. Should I cut one or both of them for either John Brown, Deshaun Jackson, or Galladay from Detroit? All right, so you have Crowder and Robbie Anderson, and of the names you mentioned there, I will say this. Uh, John Brown, you know, with Flacco throwing him the ball, don't, don't, don't go out of your way to race and get John Brown. Brown's always dealing with hamstring injuries, and while he's had a nice little start to the season, he's not somebody I'm super high on for the year. Would you would I, now Kenny Galladay is very interesting and I think he's somebody who needs to be owned in pretty much every league. Now, 
Are you the owner who has the roster spot for him? I think I could probably look at almost any roster and say there's guys who can be cut in favor of Kenny Galladay. I think Kenny Galladay is a must-own at this point. What we saw from him, he was highly targeted, just one less than Golden Tate last week on Monday Night Football. Stafford's a great, I know it was a bad week, but he's a great fantasy football quarterback. You know that offense is going to be throwing a lot. And Kenny Galladay, because of his size, looks like he's somebody who will be a red zone threat. And if it's going to be more than just, you know, a red zone threat, if he's going to actually be a high volume target player that Matthew Stafford looks to, he is a must own. He is a potential top 20 wide receiver. And he is somebody who I would definitely go and pick up Tom. Jameson Crowder versus Robbie Anderson sounds like you're probably playing in a 10 team league to me. I would go ahead and cut Jameson Crowder in favor of Kenny Galladay. But, you know, if, if, if Robbie Anderson doesn't necessarily excite you either, either one is definitely worth cutting in favor of Kenny, Dal- Kenny Galladay at this point. Let's head on out to Munster, Indiana and talk with Rick, who's got a PPR format question for us. Good morning, Rick. Morning. How are you guys doing? Excellent. So yes, I have a ten PPR and I need a, a flex um, one. All right. So I have Tyler Lockett, uh, Philip Lindsay, uh, Chris Carson, and Quincy Anunua. Quincy Anunua for the Jets. All right. So PPR format. Let's cross Philip Lindsay off the list. He's dealing with a knee injury. I know he was uh, exciting in Week One. Had the same amount of touches as Royce Freeman, which caught a lot of people off guard. I will say though. Let's wait a week, especially in the PPR format. Let's wait a week before we go ahead and exalt Philip Lindsay as a clear-cut fantasy starter. So then it comes down to Lockett, Carson, or Inunua. In the, in the PPR format, I like what I saw from Quincy Inunua. I don't think it's going to be that good every week, but I expect the Jets to have to throw a little bit more this week. I don't think they'll have as big a lead as they had against the Lions. I mean, that would be quite something if they did. But Quincy and Nunwa in the PPR format. I like Carson and Lockett, but I will admit, Lockett, I'm unsure of exactly what we're getting right now. I want to see one week without, you know, Doug Baldwin in the lineup to see how much they use Lockett, how much they use Marshall. So let's hold off on him as well. But in the PPR format, I do like a high volume player like Quincy and Nunwa. So for that reason, go ahead and use him and uh, hopefully that will work out for you, Rick. All right. Rick drops off, leaves the line open for you. 312-332-3776. Again, I am Jeff Meller. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Or give us a call every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Don't worry. When we come back, I've got some more information for you. I debut a brand new segment, Five Things That I Know. Coming up next right here on ESPN 1000. It's time now for Five Things Meller Knows. Is the brand new debut segments that I unveiled today here on Fantasy Football Frenzy. I am Jeff Meller and five things that I know. All right. Number one, James Conner. I know James Conner, as long as Le'Veon Bell has not reported, is a top 10 running back in fantasy football. Now, don't mis- don't mistake what I'm saying. James Conner is not a great football talent. But in fantasy football, volume is key. 36 touches last Sunday, 190 plus yards, couple of touchdowns. James Conner, as long as Le'Veon Bell is not reporting to the Steelers, is a clear-cut top 10 fantasy football running back. 
Because you know what? The Steelers feed their number one running back the ball. And as long as he's featuring for them, you need him in your fantasy football lineup. Number two. I know Jared Cook will break your heart. Look, he was a hot waiver wire pickup. But we've seen this from Jared Cook now for nine seasons for four different teams. The Titans, the Rams, the Packers, and the Raiders last year. Jared Cook, every year, is good for one, maybe two 100-yard games. But the truth is that eventually Jared Cook will go back to being Jared Cook. Jared Cook is a 50-catch, 680-yard guy every season. Like, I mean, and that's in a good year. Now, will he? Will his final stats look better because of that huge game? Possible. But the reality is, I don't think you're going to be feeling great about Jared Cook as some fantasy football difference maker. He was worth a pickup for sure this week because the tight end position is so shallow. But Jared Cook, trust me, for fantasy purposes, he will break your heart. I know that I will be watching Kareem Hunt closely this week. The Kansas City Chiefs are at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we were all wowed by what we saw from Patrick Mahomes. And I do have to wonder, is this the offense taking a step to the next level, the Kansas City Andy Reid offense, that actually hurts Kareem Hunt's value? I will be watching today's game very closely because if Kareem Hunt has another game of fairly pedestrian stats, I may be looking to bail next week after a very so-so game. I also know that the Buffalo Bills are infinitely worse than whatever a dumpster fire is. They are worse than a dumpster fire. The Buffalo Bills start all your charges this week because the Bills right now are an absolute dumpster fire. And finally, the fifth thing I know that I know Joe Mixon's knee scope is a bummer for fantasy football owners out there. But for all non-Joe Mixon owners, I will tell you, this could be the buying opportunity you needed. If there is a team that owns Joe Mixon in your league and they don't have serviceable running back depth, to fill in for Joe Mixon while he's out for the next couple of weeks. Maybe go ahead and make a pitch with a lesser running back and try and acquire Joe Mixon because he looks like he can be a very dynamic player for the Bengals. And while he will miss the next two, maybe three weeks with that knee injury, I do think a bright future lies ahead for Joe Mixon. So there you go. Five things Meller knows. I will give you that every week at 830 This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. If you have a question, 312-332-3776. All right, let's try and get through as many as we can here because I've got plenty of people waiting. TJ in the city. TJ, you are on Fantasy Football Frenzy. Hey, man, how's it going? Um, My fantasy pick is going to be running back, PPR. Mm -hmm. I have, since I don't have Leonard Fournette, you just said. Yes. I have Royce Freeman, Chris Carson. Rashad Penny. And you need doesn't one. look too good, though. You need one of Just those? One. All right, TJ, that yeah. one's pretty easy, pretty clear-cut for me. I like what I saw from Chris Carson, but don't get discouraged by Royce Freeman just yet. 
I think he's a go-ahead and uh, plug him into your lineup. In most lineups, Royce Freeman, I'd give him another week. Don't don't go crazy. You, he's going to be a workhorse back for the Denver Broncos. Lindsey, Philip Lindsey, who we talked about dealing with a knee injury of his own and not somebody who I expect to tie Royce Freeman in touches every week. Lindsey, a decent PPR option, but not somebody who should be locked into your lineup. If you're a Royce Freeman owner, don't panic just yet. Dave's up in Wisconsin, Elkhorn to be exact. What's up, Dave? Hey, Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I've got a uh, quarterback question here. I've got uh, Philip Rivers, and I've also got Kirk Cousins. And I know you just said play all your Chargers. The only thing I'm worried about is yeah. if they get up big, sure. does it become the Melvin Gordon show? Look, it's certainly possible, Dave, but I'll be honest. In this situation, it, look, you can never really tell how a game's going to unfold. All I can I can feel pretty confident, though, that the Chargers are going to put up points and the, you want your quarterback to be on a team scoring a lot of points. Yes, it could unfold where they have a huge lead and things go by the wayside, but look, there's been playing this game as long as I have fantasy football, that is. I've seen plenty of quarterbacks make your fantasy day with one good half. You can have a quarterback go for 300 yards and four touchdowns in one half just as easily as you can in an entire game sometimes. So I would not be concerned. Go ahead, start Phillip Rivers against that Buffalo Bills team, which is just awful right now. I do like Kirk Cousins today, but Rivers versus Cousins, I'm feeling pretty good about Phillip Rivers. Thanks, Jeff. All right, no problem, Dave. Good luck to you. Let's head on out to Romeoville. Harry, you're on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Jeff. I'm in a standard league, and I have a quarterback question. I need to know whether I should start Cam Newton or Jimmy Garoppolo. Ooh, all right. So Jimmy G, the uh, the debut last week for him in the in week one against the Vikings. Look, that's a tough matchup for any quarterback in Minnesota. But what I will say is, I'm a little concerned without Marquise Goodwin. Uh, Pierre Garcon will play today, but he was banged up last week as well. I know a lot of people are very excited about Jimmy Garoppolo, even in fantasy football. But truth be told, I'm going to go when you have a decent op, better than decent. When you have a a running quarterback like Cam Newton, who's got a very nice floor, you can feel pretty good about him against an Atlanta defense that is going to be without Neil, without Deion Jones, probably two of their three or four biggest playmakers on defense. Go ahead and start Cam Newton. I feel like the floor is much safer for him. Jimmy Garoppolo without Marquise Goodwin scares me just a little bit. The weapons in San Francisco take out Jarrett McKinnon as well. I mean, they do not have the skill positions that you can feel very comfortable as a fantasy owner starting Jimmy Garoppolo right now. The stats might be there, but I want to see it a week or two before I go ahead and just plug him into my lineup when Cam Newton is the alternative. All right, let's try Efren in Yorkville. Efren has a PPR question. What's up, my man? How you doing, sir? Excellent. I have a question. So, uh, running back, PPR, whether I should start uh, LaShawn McCoy, Rex Burkett, or Chris Thompson. All right. So, all right, Efren, I'll be honest. I initially feel like Chris Thompson is the play here, but I'll also say that Washington, D.C. is the one game that looks like uh, – Maybe it may be impacted by the hurricane that we're all watching right now. So make sure, Efren, that you check the weather as we get closer to game time. If it looks like an absolute disaster in terms of rain and what they're dealing with, then I would go ahead and maybe bench Thompson in favor of McCoy. But 
right now, as long as weather isn't just crazy bad, go ahead and use Chris Thompson. I don't want to, I can give you an update right now, but the reality is things shift. You know, it's 841 right now. And so by the time we get to game time, you may be looking at a dramatically different weather forecast than what we are right now. So as you get closer to game time, check out the latest uh, in all the all the pregame shows, check out uh, NFL Countdown on ESPN, and they can give you the latest. Let's try Tony and Joliet. What's up, Tony? You need some QB advice? Yeah, Jeff. I've got uh, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, so I'm looking at either starting him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in good. But I've got a number of waiver wire pickups. The top five for ESPN, I got Trubisky, the two Ryans, Case Keenum, Tyrod Taylor, the usual suspects. Would you start any of those guys over an injured Aaron Rodgers? Um, so you said, uh, so you got Matt Ryan as an alternative. Who else? No, I have uh, Trubisky, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, Ryan okay. Hanson, Case Keenum or Tyra Taylor. Ah, gotcha. All right. So, you know, in that situation, none of those guys are so compelling that I feel the need to go ahead and bench Aaron Rodgers. Truth be told, okay. there's only, like I said, like I, I was laying it out early in the show. If you missed it, check out the podcast as the show wraps up. But like, you know, there's most of the most of the top quarterbacks are not going to be owned on the same team that I, where I would start that guy over Aaron Rodgers. But certain players like maybe a Philip Rivers, maybe a Ben Roethlisberger, maybe a Matthew Stafford. I actually have Stafford and Rodgers in one league. I'm starting Stafford today over Rodgers. But if you're not if you're not looking at like a clear cut top 12 type quarterback, I probably am not going to bench Rodgers in that scenario then. Sounds good. All right. Good luck, Tony. Let's try my man, Sean, in Chicago. What up, Sean? Not much. What do you got for me? Hey, I've got a PPR question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, or Tariq Cohen for a flex? All right. Uh, After what we saw last week, it's uh, Galladay all day, every day for me. I think he could be emerging as the true feature receiver for the Detroit Lions. Now, Golden Tate's not going to go away by any means. He's a PPR monster. But Kenny Galladay, the talent is there. The Northern Illinois product is six foot four. He should be a red zone threat. And he, he saw one less target. And I'll tell you what. The Detroit Lions passing offense can give you two top flight fantasy wide receivers. And they will support that. The way Stafford and Jim Bob Cooter run that offense. I think Kenny Galladay is somebody who you're going to want to start. And the guy who probably stands to take the biggest hit is Marvin Jones. So if you're a Marvin Jones owner, I'm just going to say I would be a little concerned going forward. And I'm not, I don't know what the actionable move is because you may be locked into Marvin Jones. Nobody's going out of the way to trade for Marvin Jones right now. But I'll just say you might be a little bit concerned going forward. All right. Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. Don't go anywhere. We've got all the latest injury news that you need to know and i will do my best to wrap it up and get all these calls in we will conduct the two-minute warning as we do every sunday morning at 8 a.m and before when i'm done don't work don't go anywhere because we have fred hubner coming up with chicago's nfl game day right here on espn 1000 this is fantasy football Fred. welcome back I'm Jeff Meller on ESPN 1000. If we haven't gotten to your question, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. And uh, here we go. Let's try and 
Get to as many as we can here before we close out the show. Fred Hubner coming up with Chicago's Game Day right after me. Javier in Chicago has a QB dilemma. Hello, Javier. It's not Baez, is hey. it? Javi? Hey, what's up, Javi? boss? Javi? No, am, I, am I talking nah. to Javi Baez right now? Huh? huh? No, I, nope, nope, I wish. <laughs> uh, don't wish, Javi. I'm sure you're perfect. Don't worry. What's up? No, not much. Just had a quick question about uh, Mahomes or uh, Rodgers. Ah. I know he's a little... Sure, sure, sure. So as people, uh, if you're joining us late, looks like Aaron Rodgers will be a go for the Packers. But as I said, I'm probably not benching Aaron Rodgers except in a few scenarios. And I'll tell you what, Javi, Patrick Mahomes is one where I'm going to go ahead and start Patrick Mahomes over Aaron Rodgers this week against the Steelers defense that uh, does not instill fear in me as a fantasy owner. I would start Patrick Mahomes over Aaron Rodgers today. That Vikings defense is tough. We're coming up in the two-minute warning. This is the two-minute warning. And that'll take us to the two-minute warning. All right, here we go. Wrapping it up with uh, Peter in Chicago. He wants to know, should he use Alex Smith instead of a banged-up Aaron Rodgers? And I will say yes, as long as the weather cooperates. Peter, check out the latest forecast uh, as we get closer to game time to help you make that final decision. But if all things are equal and it's not awful in D.C. Go ahead and play Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. All right, Joe in Orland Hills has a PPR question. Tevin Coleman or Christian McCaffrey? Boy, that one is tough. And I'll tell you what, Joe, I really like Tevin Coleman today with Devontae Freeman out. But in a PPR format, Christian McCaffrey against the Atlanta Falcons. Same game there. McCaffrey with Deion Jones out for the Falcons. I expect him to see quite a few passes today. Go ahead and start McCaffrey over Coleman. But I think you're in good position going forward, Joe, because Tevin Coleman should see an increased workload the next few weeks without without Devontae Freeman. Tom in Bridgeport wants to know, He's got his wide receiver question, Crowder, Galladay, or, I'm sorry, Crowder, Galladay, or Robbie Anderson. Let's go, Galladay there. Tom Gideon has a two-QB league. He needs Roethlisberger, Mahomes, or Fitzmagic. Ryan's Fitzpatrick. All right, Gideon, Mahomes, and Roethlisberger. Let's not get crazy with Ryan Fitzpatrick just yet. Eagles, that's a tough D. Let's leave him on the bench. Mitch in Beecher has a PPR question. He's also in the Tevin Coleman owner club. He wants to know Coleman, Lockett, or LaShawn McCoy. Lock in Tevin Coleman, Mitch, and then LaShawn McCoy or Tyler Lockett. Let's start Tyler Lockett over McCoy right now. That Bills Bills offense is a mess. Patrick in Arlington Heights. He's got Ty Williams, Philip Dorsett, or Chris Godwin in the PPR format. Because it's PPR, Patrick, I would go ahead and use Phil Dorsett. I like what I saw uh, in New England. I think he will have a prominent role with Tom Brady as long as Julian Edelman is suspended. And maybe even going forward. All right, Blake. Blake has a PPR question. Yeldon or Lynch? You know what, Blake? Let's stay with Marshawn Lynch. I know Yeldon's going to start over Fournette today. But uh, let's keep Marshawn Lynch in the lineup today. All right. That's going to do it for me, Jeff Meller on Fantasy Football Frenzy. Don't forget, every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m., thanks to my man Eric Ostrowski for making the magic happen behind the glass. Again, Fred Hubner coming up next right here on ESPN 1000.